0: things that I think is so good about CEA is it reminds us how exhausting it is to be a student. (laughs) Doesn't it? It's like oh my goodness I can't take anymore we've been doing it for like four hours but that's all right. Um, But it's just it's a good reminder. Uh, I think you'll hopefully keep that in mind as you as you jump into your classroom on Monday. A couple things I want to share with you. Um, My information, contact information if you want to get a hold of me. This is the link for the presentation. So you don't have to take any notes. Off. if you want to take notes, go for it. Um, but everything I'm going to share is here, just tinyurlcom backslash I will give that same link at the end. So in a moment when I like go on to the next slide, you'll get it again at the end. You'll, of course, have to stay until the end to get it. Um, but here it is. Um, it's great. So a couple things, some goals for today. Uh, I'm going to share a lot of different things. But you don't need to do a lot of things. You already do a lot of things. Uh, so really, I'd like you to, as you're listening, think about those things that are maybe most realistic for you. Choose one, two, three things that you might give a try. Uh, nothing I'm sharing sure today is um, required. Uh, and if something, let you look at that and then say, that's not for me, that's okay. Or if you say, oh, my kids really like that, you can do that as well. The trick is this, so you have to use them right away. If you don't do it next week, it ain't gonna happen. Um, and so that's what I'm really thinking, like, what can we do next week? Um, and if you want to share it with others, you know what's something that you did, you can share it with me. Because um, you're going to get a lot today. It's like drinking out of a fire hose, right? And so just find the little bits. Really, when you leave CEA, just CEA, like what are the few things you're going to take with you? Because you can't take everything. Uh, You've got to pack light at times. So um, keep that in mind as we, as we go through. Now, true confession, I have done this session, I think I've done it for 10 years now, um, and every year, she said, are you going to do the text session again?" I said, that's fine. And every year I see some like diehards who come each year, which is just amazing. Um, but it's maybe you're like me, you just have to hear it more than once. So I'm kind of constantly updating this. I don't know, this might be the last go, who knows. Um, but what I want you to know is every time I do the session, I leave with a few things that I should try. Like, oh, that's right, I did that, and I haven't done that. So I'm going to try that, right? So just know um, we're, we're all in this together. Um, I don't do all of these things all the time. No, 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 no. No No, one does that, right? Um, but, um, you know, like I said, there, a lot of even preparing for the sessions, I look through and I think, oh, I've got to try that again. Um, you don't need to know how everything works before using it. So, like, I think, I don't know what it is, but uh, we as teachers, um, I think, just want everything to go just so. But actually, the real learning is when it doesn't go just so. Life lessons of COVID. Um, so, um, and then also I should say this: everything is free, unless it's not, uh, or I should say, unless it's worth it. Um, and nothing, nothing too expensive. So I'll share what I pay for things or whatever. Um, but I'm cheap, and so it's worth it. Uh, so uh, I'm only sharing things that either make your life easier or students' lives better. Okay, that's all I've got today. Right? So. Um, this is, i got a one minute sermon. Hopefully you're ready for this. Um, you don't need to know all the things. You don't. I think a lot of people coming in, they think they've got and it, have it all figured out. And we often avoid trying new things. I was talking about spreadsheets in my last session. And why do we avoid them? We're, we're afraid we're gonna fail, right? However, we ask our kids to do this every day. We ask our kids to do this every day, to try something new that they don't know how to do, that they have to be a little clunky, through until they finally get there. Kids need to see you trying new things and failing. They really do. They need to see you trying new things and failing and help you get to the other side, right? Um, I, you know, I I find that when technology doesn't work, my last session, I shared the whole presentation with everybody and realized I had a restricted document that no one could access, right? So I had very, very helpful people. And so what I've learned is this. When technology does not work, not if, but when it doesn't work, I ask for two things from my students. Quiet, patience, and helpful hands. Helpful hands can look like this. Say, Mr. Helder, have you tried plugging it in? Oh, I should plug it in? Um, Because, you know, they want to help so desperately. It's the reason why if you hook up to your Apple TV and the vote comes up, they all say it at the same time. Uh, They want to help, Um, and so, I, I would just encourage you if there's something here um, that you think I don't know, do it, do it. And and if you're if you're if you're thinking I don't know, ask a student to learn how to do it and teach you how to do it. Right. but The truth is you have a wealth of resources, and what they need to see is for you to struggle a little bit. I think there's something so good about that. They learn more through how you respond to technology that doesn't work, for you. how you problem solve, how you cope. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fan seen a lot of the fans <gasps> a, lot of, a lot of the fans <laughs> so I totally broke one minute but we're going to keep moving on All right. so we're going to make the most of your camera so the one thing I will say is this you've got a camera on your device it could be an iPad, could be your cell phone we don't use them enough um, so as a parent I remember sending my child off in preschool and kindergarten and I was desperate for a peek inside. What is happening in there? And I'd say to my daughter, what, what happened in preschool today? And she'd pull out of her pocket and say, look at the size of this wood chip. Look what I found on the playground. And that's great, but I don't care. Like, I want to know, like, what are you doing, right? And so we, it's a gift to our, the parents that we serve to just and to the kids uh, to, to use our camera. Um, And so there are some really funny things. I share this every year, this is the 10th time I've shared this guy right here. He wore the same thing for every school picture for every year that he taught. Uh, Which to me is just so great. Uh, It's so great. Um, So uh, we had at Hutchinville Christian, they had a, they raised salmon. They had this cool thing where they raised salmon. And um, it wasn't in my grade, but every time we stopped for art class, we had to go to the bathroom on the way there, so we'd do a little bathroom break, and it was right by the salmon tank. So every time we stopped there for our class, I took a picture. And we did that through the whole year. And at the end of the year, for the last week of school, I gave them a gift. It was a time lapse of all of the pictures. So they could literally just go through and watch their fish grow. And all it was, I just took a picture, right? Um, So time lapse can be really great. Um, As a quick snap of special moments. So you know that parent who says, my kid doesn't have any friends? Oh, yeah? Here's a picture of him on the playground playing with two other kids. Look at them all Right? 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 That first thing about it, that that parent who sends their, their kids you know, transitioning into your school and they're nervous and they just took the heart, uh, the heart outside of their body and sent it into your school. And they're so anxious to get a gift like that. Oh, my goodness, what a gift that would be. Or the first tooth that comes out. I mean, how many of us are just used to being held, you know, handed these bloody teeth? Like, um, that's a big deal. Snapping a picture of that and sending it as a text. Man, oh man, does that mean the world, right? Kids can take pictures, too. Um, you know, we I had one day where I just had an alarm that went off every 15, 15 minutes for one of these kids. Uh, if he just took a picture of whatever we are doing. And then I just shared it at the end of the day. It was called the day in the life of third grade. This is what we do. So... Um, the alarm didn't go off at times when it wasn't appropriate to take pictures. But, um, but that was just kind of fun, right? Pictures are the bait that lure parents to newsletters, right? And so I will, even in my newsletter, it'll say, the Helder Herald plus pictures that are way at the bottom. Um, so they're a great way to get parents to read, uh, to read the newsletters, right? Video, of course, is powerful as well. Um, it's just a swipe away. Um, and so there's lots of exciting things you can do there. You know, just swiping up from the bottom to get the camera, depending on what device you have, right? Um, So, and I just say that because, you know, uh, one thing I should just mention here, most of these things, and I should have said this at the beginning, are for basically just if you have your own device, right? So a lot of these things that, that I'm sharing would be, like, obviously if kids can take their own videos and share those with things like Seesaw and all that kind of thing, that's great. But not everybody has that resource, right? So we're working through some of those things but pictures and videos, Sharing those with parents, you know, if you teach the kids for of uh, motions for um, uh, Bible memory verse, why would you not record that and share that with parents? My, my class, we often, I show up at the end of music class and they're doing this dance where they're going walking through and with the music and I just show up a little bit early and I take a video of that and I send it. Cuz when else are the parents gonna see it, right? So one of the things, you, if you have an a, um, iPad um, or tablet, Um, There are ways that you can use that iPad or tablet as a document camera. So if you don't have a document camera, uh, using the iPad, uh, you can essentially, if you have a way to either wirelessly or wired, like if you plug into the wall, or you do it through like an Apple TV or something like that, you can use your iPad like a document camera. So this is an app that I've used, it's great, it's five bucks. Um, And if you already have the device, it's, it's it's a great way to go. Because uh, document cameras can get expensive. And so the app looks essentially like this, where you can kind of put things underneath, you can write over top, because you've got your, um, your iPad there underneath, you can record video, you can bring in different things, you can you know pull up in other files or pictures that you've taken. I'll explain a couple of those things here. You need a stand. Uh, you need a stand for this. And my, the first time I did this, I didn't have a document camera, so I got a stand like this. It's really nice. Uh, It worked out really well. Some of you may have just used stands like this with virtual teaching. We had to have it kind of propped up so they could see you, so you could do two things that don't ever go together at the same time. Um, And So I had this, and what I really liked about this is we could use it, you know, I could have it shine, or I could have whatever I was working on it was projecting, but I could also point it at the kids, I could move it around quite a bit. It also got very high off the table. I have this stand in my classroom, it's a very nice one, it was a gift to us uh, at the beginning of last year so we could do virtual teaching. Um, And I feel like it doesn't go high enough. I can't get that full picture book in there. So what I'll often do is, yeah, I'll often um, try and angle it so it's actually looking at something that's further down and it doesn't quite work and at some point it's just like, come on back here, I'll read you the book on my own, right? So, but they come in all different um, uh, different flavors, but honestly, something like this worked good. The only thing about this that I didn't like as much is if you bump the table, it wobbled. Um, but it does a really good job. So if you don't have a document camera, using your iPad as a document camera is really great. Um, and one thing I should just say about this, an um, iPad specifically, most document cameras have like a light piece to it, like, like something that you have to turn on, because you have to turn off the lights in the room, and then it's too dark for it to work, and then you have never found that any of them work very well. But I have found that even when you turn off the lights, your iPad adjusts really well, automatically. Um, So there's something really nice about that. Um, So one of the things I wanted to say is that with that app, I said you could pull in pictures. So what you do is you pull in pictures of things you use regularly, okay? So like if you regularly use KWL charts, you can just pull it in, and now you're working with that. It's displayed up on the board, it's ready to go. Or if you use compare and contrast or a world map, my most common one, the line sheet of paper, Um, I actually have a picture of our whiteboards, too. Um, I say, everybody get out your whiteboard. And then I draw a whiteboard on on the whiteboard. And what do they all do? They draw a rectangle on their board. Uh, It's like, oh my goodness, right? So uh, so I just took a picture of the whiteboard, and now we're all on the same page, right? So the idea is, are there things you're using regularly anyways? Different anchor charts and things like that that you could just then kind of pop up right away um depending on your unit what that could be maybe it's something you continue to come back to Uh, kwl is one um whatever but this is going to be different based on your grade level if there's a certain way you do vocabulary and you get examples and non-examples and it's the same each time that's a great way to kind of just pull it in um, if you're using that app anyways so it works with apple tv Um, It's great for projecting things on the whiteboard, and what I like about this is by using your iPad, your document camera is mobile. So here Mr. Alder is doing the work, I'm going to do the work for you right here, and you grab your iPad, and now let's see what the students doing over here. So it makes your, if you're wirelessly connected, it allows you to move around a little bit. You're not stuck in one place, um, or you don't have to stay there the whole time. Um, yeah, so there are some other things, uh, there are like pro versions of this, which allow you to take more video and, and these kind of things. But I found the basic to be just wonderful. Um, green screening. Oh, man. Uh, this is, this could be academic. Um, but man, oh man, can you make some really fun memories with green screening? So, uh, there's an app, and it's three dollars. And if three dollars is too much, you come and talk to me. And I'll find three dollars for you, because it, it's so much fun. Basically, you're, you're doing this thing where you, put, where you put, now this is one of them that was shared on the website, but you're putting something in the background, either a, um, uh, a video or an image, and basically you have them stand in front of a green screen. Now every year I do this, I go to the dollar store, and I buy two green tablecloths. That's it, there's your green screen. So you got $2 in there and $3 on the app, you're a green screen champ now, right? And so what you can do is you can kind of layer these over top of each other. Well, you can see a lot of of power in in these things in the wake of these. Now it's just fun. Like just looking at this, if you're doing a shark report and you've got videos of sharks in the background, how fun would this be? This app, just looking at it, it, might scare you. It does not scare the children in your classroom. They would figure this out. They would figure this out, okay? And so there's a couple different options. You can get like a suite set up and all that kind of thing. Again. Dollar store works wonderfully. So, and I and I'm cheap enough that I'd use them for a couple years. Um, actually, it was really uh, uh, one of my colleagues was here when I did um, virtual learning, and we were learning about the tabernacle. I put my green screen up, and here I am, tabernacle in the background, kind of pointing things out. It's fun, really fun, right? Um, so, I'm going to show you just um, uh, a couple. Ooh, that's no good. Uh, a couple different examples. We'll see how many of these come through. Um, Please, please. All right, I'll show you this one. So the other one, I will say, that was a a greeting when I started at Hudsonville Christian School. We had like a superhero theme or something like that. Somebody had taken uh, footage of a drone flying over the school. And I had superimposed myself in the image. My wife took a video from behind. My wife is very generous of me going like this. With the drone footage, it looked like I was flying over the school, right? And then we had this moment where I put these two green circles on the wall, and we kind of panned over, and we could, see, using our X-ray vision, we could look through the school and see our classroom. So there's all these kind of fun tricks you can do. This is when I started at Grand Rapids Christian. Um, this is a video that I—I I don't even know if the sound's going to come through. We'll see. Um, what is good? Sorry, I skipped past it. Um, So, I've got to get the volume up here. So, all of this background I just searched for, backgrounds for news channels. With all of today's news, news channel 3, real news most of the time. There's a lot of information to get to this evening, so let's jump right into it. Starting with Lester, smart with weather. Les, what can we expect from the day ahead? Well, yes, less smart here with today's weather guess. I, I mean, weather forecast. Uh, well, let's see. Let's look at our map and see what, what we've got coming up. So I realize some of you may be enjoying this. This is hard to show. Um, but um, it goes back and forth, and, and I can show you a few different things. So basically, it's a weather map in the background. I found some music online, that kind of thing. They're, my favorite part um, so this was right before our prize. So I, I gave an example of an artist who had a giant fidget spinner downtown. So we pulled that in. But this was this was just kind of a fun interview I did of myself. So this is to, to get because kids didn't know who I was at the time. Guys uh, new to the school. Finally, earlier today, I recorded an interview with a local third grader that I know you are going to just love. Let's roll it. Mr. Elder, thank you for joining us today. Is it true that you'll be joining the third grade this year? Yes, I'm really excited to be joining the third grade team at uh, Grand Rapids Christian Elementary Iroquois Campus this coming fall. Are you nervous or, or excited? I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly just looking forward to jumping in. But don't you think it's a little strange? Well, how do you how do you mean? Well. Aren't you a little old to be going into third grade? I mean, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-four? But I, I think you misunderstand me. Uh, but according to my sources, weren't you in second grade last year? Yeah, yeah so I, last year I was uh, teaching second grade, and now I'm going to be teaching third grade. Well, let me be the first to congratulate you on graduating from second grade. That's very exciting. I regret to inform you that you'll be the only third grader that's that tall and that old um, and you'll probably be too tall for the monkey bars. How do you think that will go? Is, is this guy like serious? I'm I like super busy this time of year. I gotta, I gotta get my classroom ready. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> Well, uh, you heard it here, folks. Grand Rapids Christian will be enrolling a 34 year old third grader who uh, this year will be driving himself to school, most likely. Uh, kids of Grand Rapids Christian, keep an eye out for him. Be nice to him, especially if you see him by the monkey bars. Uh, he may have a tough time making friends. He seems a little grumpy. <laughs> All right, so there's some, yeah, so there's some academic things in here as well. So those are just for fun. But, so let me just give you some examples of ones that do with students. So that was just a greeting. Um, stronger together in second grade okay so all you do is you have the kids stand there right and they put their finger in the air and then I brought in this image of this and you just put it right on top right so there's that Um, super speedy in second grade so picture of them running in front of the Olympic right so all they had to do is stand there and what's really fun is when they did this they didn't know So they just took their picture, they had no idea, and then on that Friday, so I did this during snack and lunch on that Friday, it's back when I had more time, now I have just more children. Um, But um, uh, on that Friday, at the end of the school day, I kind of showed them all their pictures of them running and all this kind of thing. And then this is one flying high in second grade. Um, And so this is, you think about it, I had to have a green screen that kind of went over a table and then came back down. Um, uh, Christmas cards so during the christmas party the coolest kid thing is the kids are in on the secret the parents aren't so the parents are there they're seeing all the pictures come up their kids come one at a time and they're using all these funny poses and i can um but the kids do things like this where they look like they're trying to break out or they look really cold parents have no idea what's going on but then when we leave the party they all get these to share with with friends and family and that kind of thing and so it was just this image and then you put it in the back and then there you go the only thing is no one can wear a green shirt. So I almost always have to have a couple kids run and grab a coat to cover up their green because if it's green, it disappears. Um, in fact, you might even see that, yeah, his socks, he has socks, those are green socks, so they, they disappear a little bit. all right. Um, uh, I did a uh, kind of a Willy Wonka summer reading party with kids, and then you'll notice like, oh, I didn't crop here, right? You can see where the very fancy. Where the duct tape is holding up the, uh, the green screen there. But I, found, I just found an image, and I thought, how, how fun would that be? So green screens, lots of fun. Now they're all academic. <laughs> but to me, this is just memory-making. It's a lot of fun. Um, just imagine they're giving a report about a historical event, and there they are standing in front of it. Or an animal report. It's got images of that in the background. Again, if you just let the kids do this, just, just release them to do it, you'll be amazed what they, what they can come up with. Uh, you can jump into famous artwork, whatever. So if you're, it, this is one thing that I think it's just too fun not to do. Um, and so it's always something I, I wish I did more of, right? Um, so two years ago, I remember talking about like Skype and Zoom and having people Skype and Skype isn't around as much. Uh, Zoom right, has kind of taken over. It's a silver lining of, of COVID. Everyone knows how to Zoom, Zoom now. It was like we, we all had to figure it out, right? And the silver lining is this. People who, in the past, if you wanted to come, have them come as a special visitor, well, the schedule doesn't work, they can't come in. Well, they know how to Zoom now. So your pastor can come in as a special visitor to your class. You can talk to them because they, they, all they need to do is take 10 minutes out of the day. They don't have to travel back and forth. We know how to do this. Um, when I was at Huntsville Christian, um, uh, the two book buzz ladies uh, that, that lead the sessions, Mary Jo and Trisha, once a month, once every two months, they brought authors in. Just different, new authors and they'd come and speak to kids through Skype or through Zoom. Um, last year we um, had a rabbi uh, Zoom-in uh, with our, we couldn't go to the um, Temple Emanuel's so we had him Zoom-in, it was great. Was it as good? No, but was it better than not visiting with him at all? For sure, right, so um, a great thing to do. I mean, think about, social studies content, connections that are made there. It's, it's um, great to bring experts in, and it's never been easier because everybody knows how to do it, for better or for worse, right? So um, your iPad can work as a scanner. I'm, I'm kind of picking on iPads quite a bit. Uh, iPads, and, and um, specifically, a lot of this though is, is true for phones uh, as well. Um, oftentimes you might just have just a paper copy of something, and so it seems like more and more these used to be like separate apps that you'd have to get, you know, where you could like take a picture of a document and then it turns it into a PDF. Uh, But what now we're seeing actually is, uh, this is just kind of part of the software now. Uh, For those of you who have um, Apple devices or even just newer cell phones, now these these features are built in. So I've got an app here that you can use, but if you have like the Notes app on your phone, it does the exact same thing. Um, And so it's one of these things where it'll find the edges for you. Um, And this is just great for um, removing clutter. Creating it as a PDF, it's pretty slick and easy. Take a picture, it turns into a PDF. Um, and then there are ways that you can uh, make them editable as well. Um, it's a nice, powerful thing. Although it seems like less and less paper is flying around, it's nice to have this resource if you need to. Um, I feel like more, than, more often than not, if I have documents that I have to... I use this for if I have to sign documents and send them. Um, which, but maybe more for personal uses than, than anything else. Um, okay, clickers, clickers. This is one of those things that I have that I, I, this session is such a good one to remind me of. So you can take a quick poll of your class using clickers. Has anybody heard of clickers before? All right, perfect. Oh wow, that's awesome. Okay, so um, it's kind of a discreet way of polling the kids, even if they don't have devices. So there are lots of ways if you're one-to-one that you can poll a class. This is, essentially there are these printable codes. Okay, they look just like this. And you can give one to each of your kids. Now, if you were to see the whiteboards in my classroom, on one side it's a whiteboard. On the back side is their clicker, their clicker code that looks like this. Okay. And so what they do is they take their whiteboard, and um, they can answer. Now, if you looked really closely at here, you'd see an A, a B, a C, or a D. So whatever letter is up on the little thing, which is pretty small and gray. That's the answer that they're giving. So they, if they think it's D, then they move it to D, and they just hold it up. And then you, as a teacher, just take your device and you go, and you get all the responses. Um, again, this is something that if they have a, you know, if they have a folder, a whiteboard, I just put it on the back, and whoever's number one in my class, they have the number one, number two. But what happens is you scan it, and boop, 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 this pops up, and it knows. That you can set it up that Rosa is number two and Isaac is number three, and so you can see that. Now, um, when would I use this? Well, when we're learning about bar graphs, it's super helpful, super quick to get um, to get data from people, right? Um, this is just like school. Remote around here somewhere. Okay, there it is. Um, and so um, you you essentially can can s- scan the crowd. It's discreet though in that the letter that is on that code that helps them decide what they're going to do is small enough that the person next to them couldn't look unless they were um, you know, if they, you don't know. You don't know what answer your, your partner or the people next to you are giving. Um, the one thing I've learned is like the people in the back have to raise theirs really high, the people in the front put them down here, and the people in the middle, you know you figure these things out pretty quickly. Um, but I will say I have seen, so this is actually the back side of my whiteboards, I have a little um, Practice keyboard uh, at the bottom here for them to type words occasionally. If they're done with their um, spelling early, they go on back and they are learning just the location of those keys. And I have this as well. There are some teachers that use it for hot lunch. So a, you know, they will write instead of over a, they'll write sack lunch, home lunch, choice number one, choice number two. And so the kids, they come in and put it up, and then they just scan it, and they know that they have seven of these. And, and, uh, so um, that's kind of good. I great uh, for exit cards. So you you have to do an activity. They you know um, uh, was it A B C or D? Um, hot much in attendance? I really like it for um, how are you feeling about the content I taught you today? Are you A so good at this you can teach it to the class? B pretty close, pretty, feeling pretty confident. Com- uh, confident. Uh, number, uh, or, and then C is. Um, I could use a little bit more help, and D is I quit third grade. Um, and so I do that, and so what happens is right away I get that data, and I can say, all right, look at all my kids who can teach it, right? And then I've got my kids who need a boost. I can just see those groups right next to each other. I got the names. You can start pairing them up. Kids who are going to quit third grade are going to be working with me, and I can. You hear you know what I'm saying? You, do, you can just really quickly kind of get a sense of the group. Well, you, you also know which of your, your kids are confident and definitely should have voted differently. Um, so, so, but just saying it's very discreet, it's very fast, it's right here. They don't know how and why. I and mean, when you pull the popsicle sticks out, we're all playing these games of like, yeah, right, can you put it back in? Uh, but it's very discreet, uh, it works really well. So, Clickers, it's free, it's awesome. Um, book Wizard. I use this anytime I use this. Yesterday, we, we were looking at some books to purchase for a school and um, didn't know the, the, the level of the book. Um, this is great for if you just want to know more about a certain author, um, uh, a certain book, a series. Uh, it's basically a free device offered through Scholastic, or a, a free app offered through Scholastic. You can scan any barcode. It'll tell you its reading level. Um, it will tell you if there are other books in the series by that same author. So you have a kid who you know, really wants, to, wants a new book, and you know, they show you a series you've never heard of. You can scan it, and they'll show you other series that are like that. Um, it's really helpful. Uh, it's really helpful, especially if you are ever in a situation where you are like blessed with an entire library gifted by the last teacher and it's not leveled and you have no idea. Um, and you, yeah, uh, and so that's helpful. Um, it's quick, it's easy, it does, it does a good job. Um, yep, so other screenshots of it. So you can see it gives a nice description who's the author, what grade level. Um, and, you know, we recognize the fact that even though they think it is, like, that's level B. Level it's probably not a third grade book, but it is what it is. They, they, they don't listen. Um, okay, so this is great for leveling your library, getting information about a book, um, trying to find more books about the same author or illustrator. Um, if you don't have a, a code, so every once in a while you buy a book through Scholastic, they don't have UPC codes on the back because um, they don't sell them in regular stores, they just ship them. So um, what you can do is you can just uh, tap in here and put the ISBN in, or you can say it. If you ever use that little microphone uh, on your keyboard, that can be a great way to, um, to put that in as well. Alright, bring your words to life. Hey, speaking of using the microphone. Um, so let's chat through this. Um, your device, likely on the keyboard, has one of these. Um, and this is a powerful thing, this microphone. Um, and I found that I used, used it uh, many times with, um, with my second graders, more so with my second graders even than my, my third graders. Um, and it speeds things up. These, it used to be kind of punky, but th- it is amazing what you can do just speaking into your, to your, um, your device. I would say 70% of my report cards are done this way. I do it, it goes twice as fast if I just speak it. Now there's certain things, like the kids who spell their names in interesting ways, it's never going to get that correct. So there's some things you have to do, but I just have found this to be a really valuable tool for me. So here you can see it down at the bottom here. Uh, it looks different depending on where it is. In some devices it may not come standard. It might have to be something you go into the settings uh, to bring up. But this, um, this can be really powerful. Obviously for kids who really struggle to write, to get the thoughts in their head. they can come up, They can come out as words. Uh, you know, spoken words, but it's harder for them to just to physically write the sentences, this can be helpful. It's not perfect, and it takes practice, but it can be helpful for them. In my first um, days of um, second grade, as a second grade teacher, we wrote blog posts together about what we were doing in second grade. And so I would, at the end of the day, I'd say, hey, let's. what do you want to share with your parents? What do we do? Tell me about what you liked about today. And they'd come up, and I'd push it, and they'd have to say, today we learned about the weather, you know, whatever. But, man, oh, man, you learn things like speaking clearly and slowly, which are skills that um, all of us need to work on. Um, but um, there's, there's some real benefit, and there's just something so powerful um, to have those words just kind of come to life up here. You can do this with Google Docs now on your computer, um, whatever. I do find that when kids do it, they say each word separately, and it actually doesn't work as well when you do that. It, it needs the context of the other words to know which there you're talking about, or which two. Um, and so, um, some, some good things, uh, they're in practice dictation of public speaking skills. Um, oh, modeling punctuation is really effective with this exclamation point. Don't you think, question mark? So, they, have you, ever, you know what I'm talking about. Do I have you write text this way every, occasionally? I think that's so fun to see, because um, you have to say your punctuation. You have to say your punctuation. And so for them to just hear that punctuation, there's an old Victor Borgnine um, uh, audible punctuation where every time he comes to a period, he you know, puts his finger out like that's a really fun sketch uh, that I used to show my fifth graders. But just for them to hear the punctuation as you're talking, it models it uh, quite well, which is kind of fun. Um, and even your youngest students, if they can speak, they can share ideas uh, with your class as well. Siri, Alexa, uh, uh, what's Google's equivalent again? Um, What was it? Google Google Assistant. There it is. These are great. These are great, and these are, um, I feel like, um, something that is powerful, that if you have this row of ducks that follows you everywhere you go with questions that they should be able to find out on their own, uh, this can be a powerful tool uh, for them. So let me just talk through a few things here. There are so many things you can do with this. The thing I use it for the most is reminders for me. The kid who comes up to me and says at one seventeen this afternoon I have a dentist appointment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there just is no way I'm going to remember that, like just none. Uh, and actually, I got to give myself some grace. The truth is, I'm going to remember 500 other things. It's just that's not the one I'm going to remember, right? We got to give ourselves some grace, right? And so, what do I do? I pull it out and I say it's one seventeen. At one ten, send this student down to the office for an appointment and then what happens bzz, 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 that's for me you know um, I've had kids or, you know when I was a fifth grade teacher I would have them help me set those um, alarms do which can be helpful but I mean it's there are, there are a million options and really all you have to do is say to your, your assistant that's on your phone whether it's Alexa or you know Google equivalent or whatever what can you do <laughs> just you know Alexa what can you do and I'm sure I'm like probably setting off something in this room right now by saying that but um, it's, really, uh, it's really quite helpful I, I use at home I use our we have an Echo Dot or a Alexa but that's a personal device and so we don't have personal devices at school so I end up using Siri uh, at school so today's weather it's a great way to find out the weather but it's another great way to check your work you can say what's 25 times 36 it'll give you the answer You know, what's the capital of Peru? Uh, Flip a coin, roll a dice. You're trying to decide something between two people. Set an alarm. Jokes, you just need need a joke at some point. That's perfect. Uh, When is the next full moon? What's 18% of? What are some books that are written? Or if you're just opening an app, maybe your iPad has a lot of apps on it that are kind of hard to find. Uh, You can just say, open up this app, and they'll open it up as well. These are all things that kids already know. Uh, So have them do it. Have them do it, right? Uh, Okay, so some teaching tools things that I think will be helpful for bringing content to life in a a really engaging way. Oh Google Maps. Google Maps is amazing Uh, and it it comes in different flavors. Uh, We got Google Maps, Google Expeditions, and um, oh man, it's that point in the day where you the words just don't... uh, Google Earth, there it is. Um, So, um, I could also just read. Uh, (laughs) um, So, you know, I was raised in a classroom where the yes. you know, pull that down. And there is something good about that. The map you can touch and you can feel, but as soon as they're printed, they're outdated. As soon as they're printed, they're outdated. Um, and really, when you have options like this, um, right at your fingertips, there's some power here. So, um, you know, you read about Central Park. Do they really get what Central Park is? Like, that it's just this huge stretch of land that's surrounded by buildings. Man, oh man, it makes a big difference when you can see it on a map. I mean, think of all the locations, whether it's the the setting of the read-aloud that you're doing, or the Bible story that you're sharing, or a historical event you're talking about, say, history, or whatever. There's so many location names, but they have no idea where those places are. Uh, Tennessee and India are right next to each other in these kids' minds. You <laughs> <laughs> get what I'm saying? Like they're just out there. They're not in Michigan. Uh, and so, trying to create some sort of uh, larger context is is really helpful. So, um, Google Earth. Obviously, this is a different approach. You can see, you know, the actual um, footage from above. Um, I one time was very naughty and sent a kid outside the classroom to wave to see if we could. Uh, to see them, we did not see them. So we learned that it's not live, uh, which is good. Uh, at least, not that I know of. Uh, all right. So, if you do have devices like a one-to-one type of setup, Google Expeditions is amazing. Yes. <gasps> Why? Moving on. All right. So uh, that's. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, so the last time, so last year, I was trying to get it on our on our our. Um, our iPads and I just they said, well, catch us next year. Well, there's that. Um, okay, so ideas for what you could use this for. Ecosystems, if you're learning about different ecosystems, why in the world would you just pop yourself into the middle of a desert or in the middle of a rainforest and look around? Right, check it out. Um, erosion patterns, right? It's not hard, you look at any river from above, you can see erosion patterns, right? Um, measurements and distances, how far things are, like how much is a mile? Like, can we find something that's a mile from our school, right? Um, travel from location, so like okay we're going to go to the, the Jordan River, like where is that? Let's start in Grand Rapids or wherever your school is and then we, and then you hit the button and it takes you to and you realize oh it's a few thousand miles away, this is where it is, kind of creating that context. Um, famous historical sites, um, kind of using in place of a wall map. Um, yeah, transportation, there's some really great, we've done some things where we talk about infrastructure and that kind of thing in our social studies, it's a great way to do that as well. Um, Tracking time. <laughs> uh, this is it seems very very simple, and it's one of these apps that's like on your phone that you can't get rid of if you don't if you want to. Um, but uh, this is really nice, and most people don't even know that when you look at the app itself, that the time is always accurate, um, which I just think is kind of interesting. If like you actually look at the app, which looks like this, um, and you can swipe up from the bottom. Why do I use this? Well, there's a really nice timer that's not exciting, and it, uh, some kids need a visuals that time is is ticking by, you know, and, and you know, I was halfway through lunch. We're halfway through lunch. Are you halfway through lunch? <laughs> you know, and so for some kids, if you if you just give this to them, and I've had it too where it's like, you know, if this is our lunch, you know, our, our, our lunch time where we've got, you know, 20 minutes to eat, I'll say, right here, that's when the bathroom gets busy. If you go to the bathroom right here, it's just going to be a busy bathroom. Right? You'll want to go before that. Right? I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it's the stuff you got to do because you You got to keep moving, right? We got to. Lunch could take four hours if we let it, right? So, but I like this because there are a lot of timers out there that are kind of distracting, and this one um, isn't. Um, There's, you know, obviously the lap timer and things like that in there for for different science experiments or things you're doing. Um, Calendar I haven't used as much, but for setting alarms, this is if you set alarms, they'll show up here, which is great. World clocks. Um, It blows children's mind that it's a different time in another place. Um, and so this is kind of a fun thing to, to show and to share uh, as well. So um, there is an, a music app. We don't use these. As, I mean, we used to carry, like, all of our music with us. We had download it on the device and all this, and now we're streaming kind of everything, right? Um, but I used this quite a bit when I was a, um, a second-grade teacher as a listening station. So I had a case. I bought this case for my iPad because I was going to second grade, and I had no idea. I just thought, I need something big big and foamy here. Just like something that could, something children could chew on maybe if they need to. <laughs> um, and, um, and so what was nice about this is we used it as a listening station. And originally it had headphones and then the cords would get tangled. And we realized actually that just the device on its own, sitting up and playing aloud, was actually at a, a fine volume. And, um, and so and what I did is I created recordings of books. So my daughter and I uh, we would at night. It was I kind of had this rotation. One of them was the listening station, and so I had all these different books that I had recorded or found recordings of. I was blessed. My mother-in-law, the year I started at, at uh, Hudsonville Christian, she retired from being a first-grade teacher, and she gave me a huge box of book on tape. And I thought, I'm not, I'm not teaching children how to run tape. I just, I just couldn't do it. But I found out that you can press play on that and just go and record into GarageBand. You just collect, connect it with a wire, you press play, and you hit record, and the whole recording goes over. Now, I don't know if I'm like, just by even saying this, I'm breaking some sort of copyright law, but I feel like if I own the tape, I should be able to listen. I don't know. I don't know. You can, you can have your own judgments when you leave later today. Uh, but uh, so I, I also made my own recordings of books. So what I would do is, and I, I would have my, my daughter, you can just imagine this, Ina, Chloe sitting next to me, and whenever we, right before we turned the page, she'd ring the bell a little bell so that everybody at the table, the listening table, would turn the page. Right? And so that was just kind of a fun thing. And it was great, too, because it was a good volume for them there. But if anyone else was talking about them, shh, we can't hear. Right? There was just kind of a nice little communal uh, piece there. Um, I And I'm just trying to think. Oh, I had a couple record- recordings that were just white noise and things like that that were helpful uh, to use as well. Um, Alright. So you can use your iPad as a remote control. Um, if you... Um, if you are like me and occasionally in your life have lost the uh, Apple TV remote, because uh, it's tiny and it's like the size of a stick of gum, um, that you can use your device to do this, your phone, or you can use your iPad. There's a, there's a remote app, and it allows you to send, essentially turn your, your iPad into a giant trackpad for your uh, Apple TV or for your um, computer, which is kind of nice. Um, it also allows this. Like if you've ever been on, and maybe you're at home and you're like searching for something, and you have to use this, which is the words. Uh, by using this, if you're using your phone or using your device, now you can type with a regular keyboard, or you can push the little thing and say, "I want to watch," or you can you can just you can just say it, and it pops up. It's a lot faster than going through and trying to find it using your remote. So that's kind of a nice way to do that. Um, Chrome just came out with this thing, which is called Chrome Remote Desktop. So, how many of you use Google Chrome? Okay, it's basically what it does is it allows you to use your phone or your iPad as a as a remote. Now, uh, the best way to say this is like, it's kind of like if my computer's over there, I can just take the trackpad with me. I can just take it now. I can use my phone or my iPad, kind of like I'm just using it like I just removed the trackpad and I'm kind of driving around here. It seems a little funny, but there are times when you're, you're in two different places and you need to turn the music up or you need to do whatever. It allows you some control from different places in the room. If you've got a let's say, for example, your, your computer is dead and you have to plug it in so it has to stay at your desk. Um, but you want to have control elsewhere. That's another, another um, and it actually kind of makes it a second screen as well. Um, so this is this is relatively new, you know, when I say it's a trackpad, it, you really just are kind of looking at your screen. It's a duplicate, so whatever you do here happens over there, but it also kind of creates a second screen. Um, this is brand new, and so I'm still um, playing around with it, but it's free and it works quite well. But I can't do it with my phone because my phone is a personal device, and uh, and so it's just a different, uh, yeah, so I can do it at home but not at school. And I really need it at school, but we'll keep it with it. So um, presenting in a new or bigger way. Um, so obviously we want our content to be as engaging as possible. Uh, this website, mathlearningcenter.org, has tons of awesome math visuals that are free. So uh, th- to me, it's as close to, like, we've never seen people with like, interactive whiteboards, uh, where they, you know, they can bring in different things and that kind of thing. You get, there's an iPad version of it, so kids can manipulate it on an iPad. You can just display it on your computer. Um, and so I'll show you some, some examples of what this looks like. It's totally free. Um, and um, I, I found it to be very helpful to present. So here's a geoboard, right? Just a big, large geoboard. You can kind of, on your computer, stretch things here or there. As soon as you make a shape, you can fill it in. But you can see if kids are working with geoboards that that would be helpful to have. This one I think is awesome. So, what it does is it shows coins in a really unique way. Right? So, if you look closely at this, it's like, oh, okay, a nickel. Oh, I need 20 of those to make a full hundred. Like, just what a, like a cool way to show, uh, to show change. Um, you know, for one quarter is essentially one quarter of a uh, dollar. You see, you can write on it, uh, it's great. Um, here's a nice, just as a number line, um, you can use this. Obviously, we're all using number lines. You can zoom in, you can decide. Are, is this going to be one, one and a half, two, two and a half, three? You can choose fractions. I know we do a lot of modeling with fractions. Um, yeah, and it's a great it's a great tool for that. Lots of choices along the bottom. This one I thought was awesome. They have vocabulary for everything. So and you can decide which vocab cards you want to use. So they will they, and you can adjust it. So this one you have the definition and you have a picture, but you have to say what the word is, right? Um, and you can yeah, this is this would be great for for studying, but this is specifically for math um, this base base ten blocks right um, now you might have base ten blocks that's great but just having something like this a nice visual that you can drag things and have kids manipulate I think is quite quite good right here's another with fractions showing it in different ways comparing them you can drag, drag them over top of each other and then of course the kids will. what if we cut it into a hundred pieces what if we cut it into and we do that and it's just kind of fun um, There's another example, this website is all science demonstrations. So we learn about the different, uh, the water cycle, we learn about evaporation and condensation and all this kind of thing, and with this there's this great, um, in fact is it the next slide? Oh here's static. So you see you kind of rub it up against. you bring in these uh, electrons, neutrons back and forth and it's just kind of great, right? This one's uh, one of my favorite phase change where you have to adjust the temperature and you see these these ice cubes and as they melt there's these um, little teeny tiny atoms that are just moving slowly and then as they melt they move around a little bit and then they get to a point where they're moving so fast they bounce off right so it's just a cool uh, visual um, that they can adjust how hot, how cold, what will happen if we do this again free and available on this is the one so it's like alright let's turn the temperature up and see what happens um, and you can do the same thing but sometimes it's just like a, you're pressed for time we can't all walk down to the kitchen uh, to, to boil the pot of water and so something like this works um, as well. All right, tech to make your life easier. Ah, we need that, okay. Duet, so Duet is an app I used to recommend. And actually it is, a, it is something that is kind of like I was talking about with um, where you can use your device, you have two screens. Now why would you want two screens? We'll talk about that. It is $20. I don't spend $20 quickly. But the number one reason why I would need two screens report cards. Gradebook over here, entering grades over here. That right there, $20, totally easy. Now, you don't actually, now with the, some of the new devices it kind of comes standard. So let me just show you what this looks like, okay? It looks like you just put your iPad, you gotta kind of prop it up next door, you attach it with a cord, and now it's a separate screen. And you're going back and forth. You've seen administrators do this. They get two screens, you know what I'm talking about? You've seen this before, okay? It's kind of like that. Um, and so like I said, Report cards is the best. You put the scores over here, and then we have to enter them over here. You're not having to switch back and forth. It's right there uh, and ready to go. Okay, um, this is kind of what it looks like. Does that make sense? You can drag things, uh, drag things back and forth. It's just, I mean, if you think about it, twenty dollars is a lot of money for an app. But how much is an extra, print, uh, an extra screen cost? It costs hundred dollars. So it's actually a pretty good deal, and it's something you already have, um, which is great. Okay, so. Um, new iPads and uh, Macs that are just coming out now. So if you're, not, if you're not in that spot, but will be soon, this comes standard. There's actually, it's built in, it's called Sidecar, which I think is an awesome name. Um, it's the same kind of a concept that you can just have two screens, you just put those next to each other, um, and it's free, it's free with your iPad and, and Mac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so who uses Google Photos? Okay. every time I do this, I feel like a Google Photos evangelist. Um, It is, it's so good. It's so good. And let me just share why it is so good. First of all, unlimited storage, especially for um, educators, right? We have these awesome accounts that um, are much bigger. And I'm actually to the point where we're paying for storage for our own personal, but it's cheap compared to other places uh, as well. So what does it look like? It looks like any Photos app. You take a picture, it it jumps into here. Okay, that's fine. And so the power is in in how kind of immediate and quick it is to use. So with this, for example, you can search for a certain topic. So you have all your pictures up there. So I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, My anniversary, we celebrated my anniversary on Wednesday, and what did I do? I just looked for a picture for Facebook, because that's what you do. Uh, And I just said, Brandon and Kim. My name and her. So so it's just going to show pictures with both of us there. Right. Now, I had to tell them that that guy right there is Brandon, and that girl right there is Kim. Uh, so there's a little bit of that. You have to decide how comfortable you are with all this. Uh, but you could also just type in selfie. And every selfie that's in there will come up. Or my wife was asking one time, she was making a photo book, oh, where are the pictures from the pumpkin patch? What did I type in? I typed in pumpkin. It showed only pictures with pumpkins in them. Um, and so what's great about this at the end of the year, I share this huge album of all the pictures... And then what I do is I teach parents, I, show, I do this like little explainer. Here's all the pictures. There's a 1,000 of them for the whole year. Um, find your kid in the picture. You'll see this little eye in the corner. What it does is it says you choose your, your, your kid, you choose their picture. It will find every picture with your kid in it. Just the pictures that have your kid in them. Um, and now they're only looking at content that includes their kid. It's pretty slick, right? Or terrifying. Either is fine. Um, so but, so here it is. You can, you can look it up. You can look it up by person. Um, you can look it up for, for videos. You can say, I, I would like a picture in the woods between January of 2008 and uh, March of 2008. And it'll only show you those pictures. So you can get really specific for finding, uh, finding things. One of the things that's so powerful about Google is that if you take a picture, you've got it set up on your phone, you take a picture, and then you take that phone and stomp on it on the ground, and the phone is gone. You sold the picture. It's it's stored in the cloud instantly. I, uh, my wife and I share accounts, so we actually sync to the same account. So it's been so fun. Every once in a while, I'll go in there, and I'll go, and I'm trying to pull up a picture for something, and then I get to see a picture of something. She went on a field trip with my daughter. It's right there. I get to see it. Right. Um, you can add, access all of your device or pictures from a single device. You can search photos by topic. It's a great way to collect yearbook images as well. So if, you, if you've if got somebody or you know somebody in your, in your school that's like, I would like to collect images, well then you can just say, okay, here's a third grade album. Third grade teachers dump it into there. Really easy. Uh, field trip. We just had a field trip the other day. Um, before we left, I just said, thanks parents so much for coming on our field trip. Here's a link to a Google Photos album. Upload any pictures that you have when you get home. They get home, they upload all the pictures. We have 300 pictures of our field trip for the whole third grade of every group. We mixed all the kids together. Sweet. And all I did was share a link. And it's all, you know, so it's, um, it's great. Now, every school has its own rules about how pictures can be used. So there's always an education piece here. We talk about, you know, any pictures that include a child other than your own you cannot share on social media unless you black faces. I mean, there's all this kind of stuff. But in terms of managing pictures, um, it's a really helpful tool. Common Sense Media. Uh, Have any of you used Common Sense Media before? Okay, if you um, have a tough time keeping up with, like, what movies are appropriate for children, or, ooh, should they really be talking about that video game? This is a great resource for you. So this is kind of like the, uh, it's a group of people. It used to be completely free. Now you get a certain amount of content for free, and then they hit you with, like, the subscribe. But I've never gotten so desperate as to subscribe. Um, But it's great. Uh, it's, it's It's a... family and teacher-focused resource that basically takes media like apps and video games and books and movies and basically said, uh, what is this appropriate for children? What grade, or what age or grade level is this appropriate for? And um, so you can filter. So you could go in, like, here's all app reviews, and I want to filter by a certain age, how it reviews, how much it costs, if I have a specific device. So let's say you're like me and you... Um, get, um, I got Kindle Fires for my classroom, I can say I just want to look at Kindle Fire apps that are in here. Great way to find out about new apps. Here is um, um, a couple book reviews. So you can, same thing, you can specify by age, by level, by genre, by topic. Um, this is great too, so kids can be talking about Finding Dory, and you can go on and find out like which, which things, is it educational, are the positive messages, is there any sexy stuff or language, consumerism. Um, they go pretty deep. It's, it's, quite, it's quite good in um, how even, even um, yeah, yeah. I, I find it to be very good, you know, where kids will talk about a movie and I'll say, that's not appropriate, and they'll say, no, 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 it's fine, and I'll say, but what about, and then I go into Common Sense Media, this part in the movie, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's why it's not appropriate to talk about in school. So, lots of great resources for digital citizenship. This is an amazing thing to share with parents. This resource is a really good one for parents who have questions about these things. Slides Carnival. Um, All of my slides presentations, I didn't make any of this stuff. Free, awesome slide shows that you can get online. It's called Slides Carnival. If you're doing like virtual chapels that you have to send out or presentations, these are awesome and they're beautiful and they're professionally looking and they're free. You find one that you like and you say, I want to pull that into my um, my Google Docs and I can use that. So they look super professional and I think they're great. So Slides Carnival, you should check that out. Here's some examples. You can see this I pulled for my, if you were here for my earlier presentation, I used that one there. Tons of really great ones for education. All right, so I um, have talked a lot about like uh, apps and resources. Now I'm gonna talk about like physical hardware, things that I use. So if you don't have a document camera, but you'd like to buy one, I actually have this one. It's 100 bucks and it's awesome. It's, as, it's everything you'll need in a document <coughs> camera. It's really small, it folds up. It, um, it works incredibly well, as well as any other document camera that I've had. Um, so that's one that I would recommend if you don't have one. It's 100 bucks, and I really enjoy it. All right, I have these in my room. They're plugs on remotes, okay? So all i got to say is Christmas decorations. Uh, okay. So before you leave, you can just turn off all the Christmas decorations that you have plugged in around the room, okay? I also use it for a couple other things. I have lamps throughout my room. I just turn on all the lamps around the room using this remote, okay? I also have a white noise machine on the other end of the room. That I can turn on and off with this remote. This does not require Wi-Fi. It's thirty bucks, and I just at the end of the day, I don't. I use the fluorescent lighting as little as possible, and so I have all these lamps around the room. It's just a really easy way for me to turn those on and off. I have used Kindle Fire tablets in my classroom for the last uh, four years, and they've been great. Ninety percent of what I want to do, I can do on these things. Um, uh, there's not a lot of people doing it, but when I bought them, they were I bought eight-inch. Kindle Fires, and they were, I spent 500 bucks um, five years ago. They're still going strong. Um, And when they break, because they will, kids will drop them and all this kind of thing, you think, man, that's great. I only paid 40 bucks for that five years ago. Not because for the same amount, for the same amount of money, it would be two iPads. So this is what I do a lot of our basic facts review and that kind of thing with. Um, Apple Pencils. So there's an Apple... um, no, I'm trying to think. This is the Apple Crayon. The Apple Pencil is this expensive hundred-dollar one that you can get. Uh, this Crayon is everything you'd need it to be, and it doesn't roll away. It's kind of flat, which I really like. Uh, the other one can roll away, um, and so I've used this quite a bit just for writing on your iPad. It does an awesome job. It does an awesome job. Uh, I have this watch. It's not an Apple Watch. It's a, it's like it's a wannabe Apple Watch. Um, It only gives me, and the number one reason I use this is for those alarms that I set throughout the day. Sometimes my phone is at my desk, and so I get them here. Discreetly receiving texts. That's the number one reason I have it. So I'm teaching, and it's like, you're riding the bus today. And then I keep going. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that is worth a lot. But but it's distraction-free. I can't do anything. I can't respond to it. I can't check Facebook. I can't do anything. I can just receive what I need to receive. I can decide. So, and it's like 50 bucks. Um, there's one that's a, kind of a dumber version of this. That's um, that's kind of an always on. It looks more like a traditional like uh, watch, and it was 50 bucks. But you only charge it once a month. Once a month. This one I have to charge every week and a half. So Apple Watch, great, but you have to charge it every day, don't you? Right. Um, and so there's something really nice about that. So if you Yeah, and they're cheaper like after Thanksgiving and all that kind of thing as well. So I I highly recommend that as well. Wrapping it up, here we go. Three things, hopefully, that you can can walk away with and to use them right away. Again, if you can share that with others. I have a couple shameless plugs. So I'm going to just put it right out there. I have two other sessions I'm leading tomorrow. One is going to be about the devotional practices I do in upper elementary. um, And that's going to be in this exact location just upstairs. And then also talking about getting kids to read from their Bibles during Bible time. Second shameless plug is this. I wrote a book over COVID. Um, And so I, uh, every year, feel like Easter gets skipped. Every year I feel like Easter gets skipped. And um, so every year we've done a Jesse tree both in my classroom and um, in my home for Advent. And there's nothing like that. For, for Easter. Uh, actually, that's not true. There's resurrection eggs, yes. which is small plastic Easter eggs. The last thing in the world I want to use to, to talk about the Easter story. I, to me, the Easter egg and all that just seems like a distraction. So I created a devotional. The devotional is um, kind of a standalone book that leads you through the, the last days of Christ's life from, um, from triumphal entry to um, his death, or to resurrection. So it can be read throughout, um, uh, throughout, not Advent, throughout Lent. Um, And so, and then I also created this, uh, which is a manipulative that is being produced by Worship Woodworks, which is the company that makes all of the wooden um, manipulatives that you probably used as a child. So it's an American company that makes, and so if you can see, it's just a block for each day. Symbols that you kind of unwrap, kind of like with Jesse Petrie, every day you get a new ornament out and then on Good Friday you put the nails in and then on Easter morning you come to a cross that's decorated, it's got an extra tomb at the bottom. So this part right here is really geared towards 5th and below um, and this devotional is really geared towards 2nd grade and up, uh, but this could certainly be used just with the stories. And this could be used certainly for middle schoolers as well. So I have these resources. Now, I'm not a vendor, so I don't have books to sell here. I can't tell you it's available on Amazon. Um, But we'll be releasing this. And this is the, I should say, this is the ministry budget hardwood laser engraved version. So for churches, they have no problem spending money on the laser engraved hardwood because they're going to keep them forever. There's a teacher-friendly pine with beautiful colored stickers on the front version, which is going to be a little less expensive. And that will be released in November. So if you want more, you can get more information. Give me your email address, and I can pass that along. Um, but um, there it is. Like I said, Shameless Club number two. And that is it. If you need the link, it's right here. Everything I shared today is available there. Let me know if you have any questions. I did go over, so thanks so much. <laughs>